Hi guys. Hello, hello, hello. Ugh, it feels like the last week has moved by so fast that it feels like I was just here. And by here, I mean in the studio recording, but I was not. Um, that was last week and this is this week. And we're back with another episode of Miss Congeniality. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited. I hope you guys enjoyed the ad reads last week, the nice, lovely pre and post ad scroll moment. We're getting the swing of it. We're getting into it. I was a little confused, if I'm going to be honest, like adding them into the episode. But there's a first time for everything. And there was a first time for putting ads in my podcast. So that was that. Um, today's episode is all about flirting. It's going to be about flirting and making the first move if you're in a relationship, if you're not in a relationship, if you're single. All across the board, I'm actually really proud of it. Like when I was putting together this episode, I was like, I think this is going to be one that everybody really loves. But first, of course, updates, 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 updates. So I'm leaving to go to the University of Michigan for my brother's graduation on Friday. I'm so excited. Listen, I didn't graduate college and I have some reflections. I I like physically, gra- I mean, no, I emotionally graduated. Like I have a diploma, but I didn't physically walk in graduation because I was a 2020 graduate. So and it's my alma mater. So I have some reflections. They're throwing us a comeback graduation the weekend after my brother's. And I just, in my right mind, I'm not going to go. It just doesn't make sense for me for a couple reasons. But I want to preface this by saying, if you're so excited to walk in graduation, and this means a lot to you that they're throwing this comeback graduation, no matter what school you went to or going to, I'm fucking happy for you. I don't yuck anyone's yum. But for me, this is just not the move. And I'm going to tell you why. Firstly, because college wasn't really like fun for me in the way that it was for a lot of people. Like I don't look at it as glory days. It definitely like was a learning curve and a learning experience and a time of a lot of growth and reflection and change in my life. And I'm not really interested in opening up that chapter because I feel a lot better emotionally and mentally now. Number two is all my friends when I was in college were older than me. So the only people that I have are Allie and Devin if I were to go back really. I mean, yeah, I have acquaintances. I have friends. But like in a friend group to go back and like enjoy graduation, I don't have that vibe because my friend friends in college for the most part were older than me. So that also. So I'm just not going back for mine, but I'm really excited for Jack's because in a weird way, I think it's going to be like the celebration I never got to have in a more traditional sense because, of course, we celebrated in different ways at home. Um, I think it's going to be really special to celebrate him. And I can't wait. If you see me in Michigan, please say hi. My mom's going to be there. My dad's going to be there. My grandparents are going to be there. It's so fun. Jack's girlfriend's obviously there. She goes there. I can't wait. I know they don't listen to this. My brothers, I got them the best fucking graduation gifts. Like, guys, I'm so excited. First of all, this is not an episode about graduation, but I'm so excited that I could like afford to buy them nice presents. Um, I'm not going to tell you guys what they are because in the rare event that somebody that they know does listen to this and tells them I'll be pissed, but I'm so excited for to give it to them. Um, what else? Okay. Last week I was sick. I got food poisoning. It was definitely from oysters. I'm a little bit averse to them now. And that's all I'm going to say. I used to really like oysters. I had to miss Audrey Peter's birthday party. That was my gala themed. And my dress was to die for. Now I just have this lovely pink dress in my closet and don't know what to do with it. But it was sad to miss her birthday. Um, I did also go to the acapella finals last weekend. I love acapella. You know what? If you're out there, listen to the Harvard Opera Tunes on YouTube. That's who I was there to support because my boyfriend's cousin is in the Opera Tunes. And it was just... It was wonderful. Like it was so good and so fun. And we just got drunk and sat in the front row and had the best time. And it was great. Um, And my last update before we get the episode fully started is that we have a book deal. And I say we because I feel like you guys have been a part of this in every step. And like I will continue to 
make you a part of this writing process and this process. So if you didn't know, if you didn't see it, um, I sold the book to HarperCollins, uh, an imprint of HarperCollins called Harvest. I now have publishers and editors and publicists and all the people that we need to write the book. Um, my due date for the book is October 15th. Libra season feels right. I would love for the book to be available spring 2023. I'm not sure. It might be fall 2023. I am going to push as hard as I can to get you guys everything that you can possibly have as early as you can possibly have it from pre-orders tomorrow. By the time you're listening to this, I will have announced the title. So I'm not announcing the title until my agents announce the title through this publisher marketplace where they announce deals that sell. It's like this cool thing. It's a cool book thing. So, but the title, I'm just fucking excited. And so we're going to have the title tomorrow. And then eventually there'll be a a cover and a pre-order moment. And eventually after that, there'll be a book tour and a lot of exciting stuff. And I can't believe that I'm actually doing that, but I'm doing it. And I'm really excited for all of it. I wish that I could just say the title now, but the problem is I can't because I'm not sure if the publisher marketplace announcement will be out by the time the podcast episode is out. So that sucks, but it doesn't really suck, does it? Because we have a book deal and I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, And so those are all my those are really all my updates. Um, a lot, a lot of new stuff. Uh, India just got here. (laughs) She, thank you, baby. She went, so we have this new obsession of cha-cha matcha, which thank you. I think people thought it was chuggy in, I don't know, like it was like, it became a thing in right, like the 20 teens, like the tens, like the 12, 14, 16, like that was the era of cha-cha matcha. Right. And then I think like she, went away because people were like chuggy like people wanted to go to maman and you know what maman is good cha-cha matcha is fucking good just because something came out and like came rose to power in 2015 does not mean we need to hate it now we drank the beautiful latte i just took a sip it's like collagen bee pollen what's in it honey ashwagandha wait this is actually funny (laughs) so apparently ashwagandha can like enlarge a penis so And I didn't know this. So when I was doing everyone's stockings for Christmas, I was getting everyone vitamins. Like these ones help with sleep and relaxation. And like this is like a melatonin, like vitamin, whatever. And putting them in everybody's stockings, like a good stocking stuffer. Um, I put ashwagandha, like sleep pills in my boyfriend's stocking that he opened in front of my family. And he was like, and my brothers and him were like, dude, do you not see the TikTok where they literally said that's like a penis enlarger? And they're like, what are you trying to tell us? What are you trying to tell him? And I was like, no, I I thought it was melatonin. I had never heard of that before. (laughs) So actually someone fact checked that. I don't know if it's true. Anyway, the matcha is so good. Not endorsed, but we wish. Anyway, we're going to get into the episode today. I'm so excited about it. It's I think it's a really good one, like I said. Um, and I wanted to preface it by saying, so flirting, we're going to talk about flirting today. We're going to talk about making the first move and we're going to talk about all that good stuff. But you have to adopt, like you have to go into this episode with me right now with a who cares attitude and a who cares mentality, meaning just who the fuck cares. You know, if you get rejected, who the fuck cares? Like there's somebody out there else that's better for you. Rejection is redirection. You know, embarrassment is a choice. Feeling awkward is a choice. I think those things are really, really, really helpful when we think about flirting. And personally, the way that I talk about flirting and making the the first move, a lot of my mentality around like flirting and making the most move is 
Who cares? If you go and flirt with someone and they're like, "Uh uh-uh, not for me. Who cares? That's actually their loss. If you feel embarrassed by that, embarrassment is a choice. Choose not to be embarrassed. I know this is easier said than done, but I'm asking you to force yourself, fake it till you make it, put yourself there so that we can go through this and maybe you'll come out of it feeling ready to approach someone at a bar or at a party. A lot of people right? Think they suck at flirting. So they don't do it, right? They get so nervous. I suck at flirting. There's, You can't be bad at flirting, right? You can feel a little uncomfortable surrounding flirting, but you can't be bad at it, okay? Drop that from your mentality because nobody has ever been like, hey, Eli, you suck at flirting. Nobody, like, nobody else would tell you that, right? You're telling yourself, I'm bad at flirting. You're not. Okay. Maybe you feel a little uncomfortable. Maybe you feel a little awkward. Valid concerns. Fake it till you make it. Conscious thoughts become subconscious actions. Consciously tell yourself, I am good at flirting. I am confident. I feel good. Give yourself that validation. And that's going to turn into subconscious action when you actually go and flirt with someone. But nobody has ever told somebody else you're bad at flirting. And if they have, that person themselves is probably bad at flirting. That's a really fucking weird thing to say. Period. Okay. But Flirting can feel awkward, right? When you go up to someone at a bar or you're at a party or you, or someone starts making an advance on you, you're like, I don't know you. And now we're having this weird conversation that feels like a little bit more bubbly and like a little bit more close than a friendly conversation. It doesn't have to be awkward unless we make it awkward, okay? Embarrassment is a choice. Feeling awkward is a choice. Just lean into it. Fully and truly lean into it, okay? That's how we're starting this episode. That is the mentality that we're going into this with. Now we're going to get into the main flirting. When you think of flirting, we think of getting somebody at a club or a bar, right? At a party, a club, a bar, flirting in those settings. Remember, okay? If you go up to someone and start flirting with them and I'm going to tell you how to do it and they're like, nah, not for me. Rejection is redirection, okay? Them rejecting you is redirecting you onto somebody else who's actually the right person. They're probably avoid, like you're probably avoiding ghosting or a heartbreak. You would much rather the quick sting of rejection that's a slap on the fist than like crying in your bedroom because somebody ghosted you. Trust me. Trust me because I know, okay? Also, rejection is embarrassing for that person. They just rejected you, the motherfucking queen. No, they didn't. Next, next. Abby Miller, everybody's replaceable. She might not have said that, but I'm pretty sure she did. <laughs> okay. Do we always take her word as God? No. But those ones we're going to, everybody's replaceable. Okay. So you're in the bar, right? And you want to go up to someone and start flirting with them. Eye contact is great. You see someone hot. We're pretending that you don't know this person. Okay. We can also get into what you would do if you did know the person. Eye contact is great. Start giving them eye contact across the bar. Just flirty eyes. Look at them. Hold it for three seconds and then drop it. Do it like three times. Kind of go close near their group. If you're alone, that's fine. Go off queen. But if you're not, go with your group. You know, it's really fun if there's like a guy group and you're a bunch of girls or there's a girl group and, and you like girls and you go up to another girl group. Like it's good to mix the groups because then there's extra mingling going on. Right. So eye contact is great. Having a wing person is great. Go up to them, okay? If they don't approach you after like three looks, you're gonna have to go up to them yourself. Sometimes that works is enough. Like sometimes if you're giving somebody eyes across the bar over and over, they're gonna be like, okay, this person's kind of, they're seeing the vibe and then they'll come up to you. But if they don't, just go close to them and see what happens. Dance close to them. Don't like stalk them, obviously, but go up and go close to them. Before you go close to anybody in a bar, I want you to make sure that they're not with somebody else. It's just not cool. If you see like a girl hanging on them or if you're, 
if you are interested in girls and you see another girl hanging on this person, if you see a guy and he has another guy, whatever it is, if there's another person looking romantically or sexually involved with that person, don't go up to them. It's just not cool and you wouldn't want it to happen to you. Okay. The other key thing, if you if you feel confident about it, and this is what I would do. So yes, there's a world in which you're going to be dancing with this person and they're going to turn over to you and you're going to start talking and that's going to be great and you're going to mesh your groups together. There's another world in which you're kind of tracking them low-key out of the corner of your eye. You watch them go to the bar by themselves to get a drink. That's your in. That's the absolute perfect in. If you've been giving this person eyes, whatever, you see that they're at the bar, you go to the bar too. If you have a drink, give it to someone else, okay? This is your moment. And just meet them at the bar and be like, hey, you got to keep it short, sweet, and simple when you're flirting in a bar. People are drunk. People want to hang out with their friends. You know, we're not going to, we don't have to do a crazy pickup line. You can keep it short, sweet, and simple. I've, I'm going to give you some examples of pickup lines guys have given me at the bar because I think the bar is the perfect place to start talking to someone because it's also a little quieter the way that it's like pushed in the, a corner of a space. Um, I've had a guy come up to me at a bar and I was like looking at my phone's lock save, screen saver and him be like, that's a nice picture. You know, like it's just a, a reason to talk to you. Um, I've had a guy be like, oh, you have a lot of conversations pinned. Like that's so stupid to say, but it's a reason for me to answer him. You know what I mean? Or like him be like, are you engaged? Because I always wear rings on my left hand ring finger. I'm not engaged. They're never engagement rings. But you guys know what I mean? Like find a little tiny reason to talk to them. You could be like, nice dance moves. You were looking real good out there. Like you really broke a sweat. Like you could just like joke with them. You could make a compliment, compliment their shirt. Like make a joke. You could say, you look so familiar. Have I seen you around before? So fucking easy. So easy. Like, have you seen them around? No, they're probably visiting from Aunt fucking Article. You probably never saw the person in your life, but they have to answer. They're not going to ignore you. And what did we talk about? What's the worst case scenario? They reject you and it's on to the next because everybody's replaceable. So that's what you're going to do. If it's going well, you're going to ask them to take a shot with you because shots are eye contact and eye contact is so hot if you're interested in somebody. That is the method of flirting at a bar or a club or a party when you don't know someone when they are a perfect stranger. If and when the person is not a perfect stranger, if they're friends with you, hang on, I'm drinking my matcha. It's so good, you guys. Okay. If and when the person is not a perfect stranger and you know them, the best thing that you could possibly do is key your friend group into the fact that you are interested. So let's take me as an example. Let's just say I was interested in my friend, Chris. I don't have a friend, Chris. This is all hypothetical. I have a boyfriend, but I'm interested in a guy in my friend group or like on the outskirts of my friend group, Chris. Chris is not in my friend group, but my best friend, Lindsay, hooked up with Rob, Chris's friend. I'm going to tell Lindsay, can you casually gauge with Rob if Chris would be down? Great in. Because Whatever she says to Rob, she can be like, hey, like, what do you think about like Eli with Chris? Like, that would be fun, right? It doesn't have to be like, Eli said that she's understanding Chris, you know? And then Rob could be like, oh, no, dude, he's like kind of being weird about girls. They're like, oh, yeah, I could see that totally. Let me, let me ask him. You know what I mean? It can be so low key in that way. Plant a seed because then the next time you see Chris at a party or you run into him on the street, you can go in with a flirty mentality immediately because you know he'll reciprocate or she'll reciprocate or they will reciprocate, okay? So that's what you're gonna do if you know the person. If you don't know the person, what you're gonna do is exactly what I just told you. I promise you again, we always have to look at the worst case scenario. What is the worst case scenario of going up to someone in the bar and saying hi and they're like, hey, and then the conversation goes nowhere? 
literally nothing. Like you say, hi, nice shirt. They say, thanks. You say, where are you from? They say, Pittsburgh. You say, cool. They say, cool. They walk away. Okay. You never have to see Pittsburgh again in your life. Pittsburgh doesn't matter. We forgot about him. Okay, great. But if you want to figure out how somebody is flirting with you, meaning what they want from you based on how they're flirting or how you can flirt with someone to send a subliminal message, I, of course, have a theory. This is the immature, mature flirting breakdown, okay? There are two types of flirting, immature flirting and mature flirting. That's just the names I gave them. Don't read too far into it. Immature flirting, the end goal is to go home with the person, to hook up with them, to have something casual. Mature flirting, the end goal is to get to know somebody personally, to maybe date them, to see where something is going. How do you immature flirt? You're going to say, let's take a shot together. Let's play beer punk together. Let's be on the same flip cup team. Make it about a drinking game. Make it involving drinking. Usually, immature flirting is going to happen at a bar or a party at nighttime. Don't ask a ton of intense questions or if they're not asking you a ton of intense questions, like you'll kind of get the vibe. Touch their arms. Lean into them a little bit. It's kind of like a live dating app profile where like nothing is too deep, you know? You're not asking like intense questions about their family, like you know the basics and you're kind of just being flirtatious with them in a way where the pursuit is physical, the pursuit is casual, the pursuit is late night, the pursuit is we're drinking. If you're immature flirting, it's really hard for someone to pick up on the wrong thing and be like, oh, she wants to marry me. Um, And if you're being immature flirted with, you'll usually know what their goal is. Mature flirting. It can happen at parties and bars. The end result of it will be the person getting your phone number to ask you on a date the next day. The end result of that is typically not let's go home together. It's can I walk you home? Do you want to get late night food if you're at a party or bar setting? A lot of mature flirting happens on dates, happens at meet cutes when you run into somebody. Daytime, you guys get the drill. How to do it. Eye contact. Lots of it. Good, decent eye contact. Listening to listen, not to respond. Many times we all listen to respond, meaning when someone's talking to us, we're only thinking about our response. What if when someone was talking to us, you were really listening to them, internalizing everything they were saying, and then when they were done, you're crafting your response. It just shows that you really care about what they're saying, and I think you can pick up on if someone's doing that to you. This is a key one. If the person is interested in things that make you different. For example, if I went on a date with a guy and I told him I majored in theater and he said, I've never seen a Broadway show, I don't like really musicals, I'm not into theater, and left it at that, that is not interested in our differences. But if he said, that's so interesting, I've never seen a Broadway show, but I've always kind of wanted to see one, like what was the first Broadway show you saw? Or if he was like, what got you interested in that? Like, I've never seen a Broadway show, but like I've seen the Hairspray movie, like, okay, yeah, we're pulling teeth, but at least he's interested in things that make us different. That's a really, really strong sign. It's also really good if you're interested in somebody to show interest in your differences. Like my boyfriend is in finance. I don't know anything about that, but of course I listened to everything he talked about, about his job. I asked questions because I was interested in the things that made us different. Touching hands is better than touching anywhere else on mature flirting date-wise. The recalling of facts, meaning remembering something they told you on a prior date and like a little tidbit about their parents, a little funny story, one of their favorite things, remembering that and recalling it in a later conversation and then speaking in future tense, meaning saying something like, I don't know, um, oh, like there's a concert in the future, like next week with blank, like we should go or like, When we do this, if we do that, great. That is definitely mature flirting. Not one is better than the other. Immature and mature flirting, we need both for different reasons at different times. They're both really good, okay? Not one is more superior or anything like that. 
They just are for different things and they can help us to understand what somebody wants out of us, right? And also they can help us to understand, they can help us to communicate what we want from someone. So those are good. Okay, moving on, flirting on dating apps. More matcha, matcha break. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys, I'm fucking wired today because I spent a fat amount of money at Gucci before I came here. And I knew that I was gonna do it. I knew, I told you guys, I'm selling the book. I'm buying myself a Gucci bag. I want it. I'm doing it. And you know what? Not for nothing. I invested four times the amount of the bag. Round of applause for me today because I'm being smart and financially investing my money for my future. How And also so I don't spend it on more bags. However, I did go to Gucci right before I came here and I bought my bag and my credit card got declined <laughs> because my limit is 2500 and it was only just a little bit more than that honestly. And I had to call my card company. It was so embarrassing because I told all the people there that I was buying myself a bag because I sold my first book deal to HarperCollins. And they were so excited. And then my card got declined. I had to call my card company. I got the bag. I'm going to post it later. Um, I'm doing a what I spend in a day on TikTok. I'm going to get probably mutilated in the com- in the comments. They're going to be like, this is not, blah, blah, blah. you know, whatever. It's TikTok. Anyways, so I'm wired. Okay. Let me be. Dating apps, how we flirt on them. Really important. Red flags, if it's purely physical. We love a bikini photo on a dating app. We love a little cleavage, okay? If that's your prerogative, it's certainly mine. You know why it's mine? If a man is only liking the ass photo and the booby photo on my dating app profile, no. Immediately no. Immediately no. If the person isn't answering one of my prompts because they're funny and they're well curated, I'm saying no. Because I think that shows that they're interested in your personality. If they ask for your Snapchat, no, absolutely not. Listen, I know our target demographic here. I know for a factual information that most of you are 20 to 28 years old. If a man is asking you for his Snapchat, for your Snapchat to Snapchat him between the ages of 20 and 28 years old, he deserves to literally be by himself. That is a no, okay? No. If he doesn't move it off the app, Dating apps are not for pen pals. We are not doing a pen pal moment here. We are trying to get a conversation going elsewhere to make plans to meet in real life. And the worst one of all, opening up a conversation with, hey, no, no, listen, you are a fucking hot commodity. There are a lot of fish in the sea and you're a fisherman looking for those fish. Why the hell would you go and cast your line for a fish that said, hey, if there's a fish that's giving you a funny pickup line, okay? At least one of the fish is going to make you laugh if both of them hurt your feelings down the line, okay? Green flags. Wants to move off the app. Talk elsewhere. I know sometimes it's weird to give your phone number to people. My recommendation is to stay on the app. Say I typically am not interested or comfortable giving my phone number out. I would prefer if we just message share to make plans. Totally fine. Do what you got to do. Humor. Opening it up with humor. Wonderful. If plans are made in 72 hours. Again, it's a dating app for dates. Okay. But how are we going to roll in? How are we going to flirt? How are we going to be funny on the dating apps? Here are some ideas. When's the wedding? I think it's funny. Personally, this is my personal take. If I messaged a guy, when's the when's our wedding? Fall or winter wedding? Fall, fall or spring wedding? What are you feeling for the wedding? And he didn't think that was funny. I don't want to date him. It's like a test. I don't want to date you if you don't think that that's funny. What names do you like for our firstborn son? If he doesn't like that, if he thinks that's silly, I think he's silly. Bye. Okay. Cheesy pickup lines, they're in. If there's a picture of his mom or grandmother, you message, can't wait to meet your mom. 
If there's an ambiguous picture with a girl, is this your ex? Come on, like make a splash. Like <laughs> this is a total game that we're trying to win and you got to make a splash. Fuck, Mary kill is always a really good one to have on your profile or slide into someone. Like if he has a thing like my favorite thing to do is hike. Okay, fuck, Mary kill like Mount Kilimanjaro, Mount El- El- Everest and like another mountain. I don't know. That was a really weird one. But like, you know what I mean? If he like has a Drake lyric, like fuck, Mary kill, Kanye Drake and like... I don't know. Give me another one. ASAP Rocky. I don't know. You know, if he's into like R&B rap, hip hop music. I don't know. There's so many different things that you could do with a fuck, Mary kill. So when are you taking me out is a really good pickup line. When are you taking me out? Like, let's cut to the chase here. And then the other one that I really like is I'd look really good here. So if there's a picture of this person somewhere that you would want to be a beach house, a vineyard, I don't know. People, men are always trying to like flex a dog. I'd look really good here. Can't wait to meet your dog. You know what I mean? All that stuff. Okay. We're done with dating apps now. So now I'm taking another matcha sip break. On to the next. Playing games. Game playing is big in flirting for a bunch of reasons that I don't really understand. I think game playing works really well when you're trying to keep something casual with someone. When you're trying to be serious with someone – we don't play games. It doesn't work and it's immature and we're going to talk about both and we're going to talk about why. Um, don't play games if you want to actually date someone. If they're playing games to you, that's a really bad sign that they don't want to be serious or it's just a sign. It's not a bad sign. It's just a sign they don't want to be serious. If they're playing games with you. It shows they want to keep it casual. It shows that's where they see you, okay? If you feel like you have to play games to keep them interested – They see it as casual because that's how they're keeping the control over you, right? It can be a good way to see. Like if you're feeling like I have to story this selfie at this time to get him to respond, that's a game, right? A little bit. And you're playing it to get his attention or her attention or their attention, right? So if you feel like you have to do that, that means they probably see it as casual because You wouldn't have to do that to get someone's attention, whose attention you already have all the time because they're really interested in you, okay? As I've said before, it's hard to make a casual hookup into a serious thing. Listen, it's happened, right? Like, things happen. My advice isn't God. I am not Jesus Christ. Sometimes I might be, but I'm not Jesus Christ. So, like, I'm not, you know, preaching the word of the Lord here. Like, sometimes things happen and whatever. Typically, it's really hard if you're hooking up with someone to make them become your boyfriend or girlfriend or, or, or your partner, it's hard to, to to make that leap, right? And that's fine. It's hard to make a casual hookup serious. So with that knowledge, playing games, it's a good thing to do if you want to keep something casual. If you want to keep a guy casual and you want him to be totally obsessed with you, you need to play hard to get. Now, you also have to play hard to get when you want to keep something, when you want to make something very serious and you want to date someone. But that's a scientific, psychological hard to get that we're going to go secondary. First one we're going to talk about is the immature flirting hard to get. That's the kind of hard to get where you don't answer for three hours, where you leave them on red, where you wait for them to double text you before you respond, where you make it look like you're super desired or whatever. Listen, hard to get works, okay? It bonafide works. If you want to make your sneaky link fall in love with you, you play hard to get. Sneaky link, hard to get, wonderful. Boyfriend, hard to get, not good, except for if it's a psychological one that we're going to talk about. So 
a lot of people though, and I was one of these people. So in college, my best friend Allie, you guys know her, right? She would play hard to get like a fucking champ. Sagittarius's, they always do. It's so annoying. So she would be playing hard to get like so well, right? Just not answering a guy for four days until he texted her 17 times being like, answer me because you bruise their ego. And then all of a sudden they're, oh my God, I need her. You know what I mean? Exactly what happened. I watched it work with her time and time again. She would give them just a smidge more than nothing. And they would be crawling, literally groveling to, you know? So think about that, internalize that. That works. I know it works. However, I was the bitch that was like, well, I can't play hard to get because I'm really scared that if I don't Snapchat him back, he's never going to Snapchat me again. Let me ask you this. If you not Snapchatting someone one time causes him to never answer you again, do you think that's a good thing? Let's really sit with it. Don't you think that suggests that he has the fattest roster ever and that he simply does not care about you? Because all it took for him to never talk to you again was you not responding one time. Also, if you're in a tizzy thinking me not responding one time is going to make him think I'm not interested. You guys are in a casual place for sure. Like I'm I am not trying to patronize anyone. I'm trying to maybe patronize myself because my dumb ass was doing this when I was 21 years old. Okay, I'm 21 and I'm like, well, if I don't answer him on Snapchat, like right now, he might think I'm not interested. Bitch, he's not interested. He does not want to date you. First of all, red flag number one, you're communicating on Snapchat. Red flag number two, you literally believe that if you don't respond to him, He's never going to talk to you again. And red flag number three, you think that in order to keep him interested, you need to answer a Snapchat. He's not really that interested or else he'd be texting you and taking you on dates and not only seeing you at 2 a.m., but that is a story for another time. Number four, he was a Gemini. You know what? I was stupid. That's fine. That's how we got to where we are today, right? We learned. So what I'm saying is play hard to get because not responding once does not have anything to do with whether or not they're, they're going to talk to you again. In fact, they're going to talk to you more. They're going to get more excited to speak to you. I've seen it work with Ali. I tried to do it. I was just terrible at it. And I would always be like, well, I don't play games. And it's like, well, you're casually hooking up with someone at two o'clock in the morning every Thursday and Friday night. So yes, you do play games. You're playing one right now. Like, he doesn't want to date you. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's how you play games if you want something casual. They work if you want to do something casual, whatever. Now we're going to talk about the mature flirting hard to get. So I read this in a book. I saw it on a TikTok. It's it's true. Men and women fall in love in many different ways, okay? In two different ways to be exact. But people fall in love in different ways, okay? Men and women specifically if we're talking about cisgendered individuals. If you're gay, if you're straight, you can use this, okay, to figure out how someone's going to fall in love, whatever sex that you are interested in. So I'm going to take it from my point of view. I'm a woman, right? A cisgendered woman interested in men. Women fall in love through two things, intimate conversations, having deep conversations, asking a lot of questions. The second one is through physical intimacy, through sex, okay? Two ways that women fall in love. There's two things that are super serious for them. 
Men fall in love through action, doing non-sexual things with you, taking you out to dinner, taking you out to drinks, going mini golfing, going on a thing, going doing this. You know, it's adrenaline associated with that action because men are very, they're doers. You know what I mean? The second way is the kicker. It is the time that they are spending apart from you when they get a chance to think about you and they don't even realize that they're falling in love with you. Let me just say that again. It is the times when they're not with you. Okay. So that is why a lot of people will say don't sleep with someone on the first date. My personal thoughts around that, because I've done it, I've done I've done everything, trust me. My mom always used to say like, everything you've done, I've done worse. I'm like, it might be the other way around. Also, that's how I feel about my followers. So <laughs> maybe. Anyway, um, sleeping with somebody on the first date, if it's the right person, it doesn't matter when you sleep with them, Okay. That stigma is only attached to women. It's bullshitty. It's it's patriarchal, and I hate it. Fuck whenever you want to fuck. Hook up with someone whenever you want to hook up with someone. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is if you have a great first date, a wonderful first date, and they invite you back, and you have plans, tentative plans, because you guys know the tentative plans were after every first date you make tentative plans, and you tell them, I actually have a birthday party I have to run to, but I had a wonderful time. Do you want to go on a second date this weekend? And you give them a hug and you leave. You are literally walking them into a door labeled fall in love with me because you're going to give them instant time to think about you, instant amounts of time to be alone and think about you. And yes, if you spend the night, that's fine. People still fall in love when they have time to think about somebody that's not immediately after the first date because they spent the night with them. And that's fine. And I've done it. But what I'm saying is... I practiced this on my first date with my boyfriend. We had the best first date. Literally so great. We closed the restaurant. And he asked me out on a second date for Sunday. It was Thursday. I told him I had to go to my friend's birthday pregame. I got up. I gave him a hug. And I was like, I can't wait to see you Sunday. And I left. That is the move, okay? Another way you could do it if you do go home with them on the first date They invite you to their apartment for a little Netflix and chill. They invite you to their apartment for like wine night. You have the best time and you're like, I just want to sleep in my own bed tonight. And you leave. You're not sending messages. I'm not interested in you because you're making another plan with them. You're giving them a kiss goodbye. You're saying I had the most wonderful time. You're just walking them into the zone of fall in love with me because you're giving them alone time to think about you. So that's what you're going to do flirtatiously and manipulative manipulation, manipulating, manipulative, manipulative. It's manipulative, kind of, but it works. So that's what we're going to do. Okay. Now we're going to get on to the grand. We're going to take a matcha break. The grand theme of it all. Snapchat. Fucking Snapchat. Now, let's discuss our friend Snapchat. I don't like it (laughs) because I got myself into trouble communicating with men on Snapchat. I spent college believing That I, Eli Rallo, could make men who only communicated with me on Snapchat when they had my phone number fall in love with me. I was making plans with people on Snapchat. I was having conversations with people on Snapchat. I literally believed that I could do that. You can't. You're not going to be able to. If someone has your phone number, the least they can do is text you. The, The bare minimum, the bar is in hell. But if someone wants to hit you up late night, They can text you, but why aren't they, right? Because Snapchat disappears. Snapchat goes away. If they text you, you have a message where if they got caught in some situation with another person, you could be like, I literally have texts of him inviting me over. Or Snapchat, he could just gaslight you. No, I never said that. Unless you screenshot it, but then that looks quote unquote crazy. Not to me because I would do that all the time. But, you know, if 
they text you, it's formal. It's in writing. It's permanent. If their friends are like, oh, you're messing around with Eli. Do you like her? They can be like, no, not really. If they're Snapchatting you. But if they're texting you and your name is popping up on their phone, that becomes a level of formality in this digital age. Okay. We don't Snapchat unless we are confident that we want something to be casual. Because guess what? You're allowed to want something to be casual. In college, in my senior year, I wanted things to be casual with some people and I would communicate with them on Snapchat. Frankly, I'm a bit of a texter, so I don't even like Snapchat that much, but it's great for keeping something casual. It's amazing for that. If you want something to be casual, you use Snapchat. But if you want something to be serious and you want that level of respect and and you want a relationship to go in that direction, we don't Snapchat, okay? You're not gonna get into a relationship from Snapchatting. It proves it's not formal to something. To someone, it proves that whatever is going on between you, whatever thing is happening, it doesn't feel formal. It doesn't feel good enough to put in writing. Snapchat is a perfect thing for a sneaky link. Okay, so you use it for a sneaky link. That's a great way to flirt, flirty little photo. You do you, you know, not in writing. Now, everybody always asks me though, what do you say when someone asks you for their Snapchat? I say I don't have it. Then people are like, but what if you end up dating that person? Then I just tell them the truth because I don't think it's that weird. I'll be like, yeah, I tell guys I don't have it because I prefer to not communicate on Snapchat. I do personally use Snapchat to send memories back and forth with my friends. I used it a lot in college, like I said. Listen, if you love Snapchat, go off, queen. I know some people probably hate TikTok and I love it. I don't yuck anyone's yum. However, I'm just saying it's a really bad way to flirt if you want something serious and you can easily just tell someone that you don't use Snapchat. That's so often what I would do. And then if I ended up becoming more serious with them and for some reason they were going to have my Snapchat or Snapchat came up in conversation, then I would just be like, yeah, I actually just say that to guys because I don't like to give out my Snapchats. Okay. While we're on the topic of social media, let's talk about sliding in through the Instagram DMs. I think this is the best, best, best way to flirt with someone you met one time who you don't know when you're going to see them again. Or you met them one time and you're going to see them again soon. Class, this is the best way if you're in a class with somebody to flirt with them. This is the best way for a friend of a friend. You're just going to follow them on Instagram. Again, who cares attitude? Let's think about it. Worst case scenario, they don't follow you back. Worst case scenario. Okay. Sorry, my finger slips. I didn't even mean to follow you. Unfollow them too. You know what I mean? Best case scenario, it goes really well. Like maybe they accept it and they don't follow you back and that's weird. So you just unfollow them and forget it ever happened. You don't really know this person. There are no stakes. There are no stakes. Then, so you follow them, right? You're going to wait for them to put up a story. And then you're going to slide in. You're just going to be blunt. You can just say, hey. You can just say, ha, ha, ha. You can answer the story. I've had a lot of guys slide in through my stories. Answer the story. Or you can just be like, Hey, ha ha, or like, what's up, ha ha, or like, looks fun, whatever. If they're not a storyer, you're just going to be blunt. Because again, what's the worst case scenario? They don't respond. And this is my special trick. So you're going to message them like, hey, I think you're super, like, hey, like we met last night at like Sarah's party. Like, I just think you're super cute and like wanted to hit you up. So normal, so regular, just be blunt, okay? Be upfront, don't beat around the bush. Nobody wants you to beat around the bush. That's that's really great. That's a great message, okay? And then just delete it so you don't have to see if they opened it or not. And then you'll only know if they respond. You can just forget about it. If they don't respond by the next day, just unfollow them. That's the way to do it. It's great. Instagram is perfect, 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 perfect for if you're in class with someone. Okay. So there's another one though that... I want to share with you guys that I think is a little crazy, but if done right, I think it's amazing. If you're in a class with someone, you have access to everyone's emails, don't you? You do on like Canvas or Namiance or like whatever they use. 
C-Tools. I don't know what those platforms are called. But you have access to everyone's emails. One time my friend in college thought this guy in her class was really hot. So we literally emailed him. We literally emailed him from her email. We're like, hey, like I'm blank from your class. Like I just think you're really cute and I had to let you know. Like I know the semester's winding down, but like would love to hang out. And the person literally responded and was like, this is so nice. Like I also think that you're beautiful. I just got a girlfriend. Like um, – but like, good luck to you. Like, this was really flattering email. And like, you're really beautiful. And I think that you're going to do great out there. Like, that is probably the worst case scenario other than not responding because nobody is going to email back and be like, you're so weird and bad at flirting. That doesn't exist. That option is not happening. The only options are like a polite denial, polite denial, not responding or hell yeah, let's hang out. Here's my phone number. So like that was just kind of perfect. Like it was flattering email. It was nice. And like, okay, on to the next. Do you know what I mean? That's an absolutely amazing way to do it. Because here's the thing. Confidence has never lost. It can't lose, right? Her sending that email is confident as fuck. Confidence is attractive. It is so attractive. It elevates you to a whole different level of attraction. So no matter what, no matter who receives that email, first of all, it's flattering. And second of all, it's confident. Those two things are sexy. In a combination, chef's kiss chef's fucking kiss okay approaching somebody in the bar if you're confident that's hot it's sexy listen i know that i am not the prettiest bitch walking around these michigan bars but i never got like denied to my face i got like ghosted by guys obviously and like whatnot and like you know i've been denied but to my face and bars i have not been denied and you know why Because no, I am not the prettiest. I am the most confident. I will approach literally anybody. I don't hold back. I don't care. And I'll literally be like, I think you're really cute to their face. It's flattering. It's confident. She's going up to you. Yeah, sure. The prettiest girl at the bar is probably 10 steps away from me, but she's not going up. If the prettiest girl at the bar did that, I'd be fucked, right? Like I'm done. (laughs) But what I'm trying to say is that confidence is the sexiest thing you can wear. It has nothing to do with how attractive you are physically. It has everything to do about how you carry yourself and about confidence. And to me, I realized in college, like confidence sells. Like confidence works because when I was just waiting around for someone to come up to me at the bar, I wasn't getting any action. But when I was being confident and putting myself out there, I was. Now, another thing. If you're standing at the bar looking around waiting for someone to come up to you, nobody's going to come up to you. I think I've talked about this before, but human beings are like magnets and we attract the energy that we give off. So if you're just looking around for someone to come up to you, no one's coming up to you. If you are the life of the party at the bar, if you're ordering shots for the friends, if you're requesting music, if you're dancing, if you're laughing, if you're just having a good time with your friends – No one's going to leave you alone. You're going to be like bees to honey, baby. Like people coming up to you, hitting on you because people are attracted to that energy. It's like fun and exciting. And like that person looks like that they're having a good time. People are attracted to that. Again, it's all about confidence. Okay. Amazing. Now we're going to talk about guys you're dating and how we flirt with people when we're in relationships with them. But we have to take a sip of our matcha. Okay. So we get into long-term relationships, right? And we start kind of feeling like friends. I've had a lot of conversations with this with my friends recently because I have a couple friends in long-term relationships, like one plus year. And we're talking about like you start feeling like you're having a great time together, you're enjoying each other's company, but you start feeling like, are we hanging out like besties now? Like, are we hanging out like besties? Or like, you know, when you start a relationship, you're having sex like, I don't know, twice a day, you're going crazy, you're so attracted to each other, and then you slow down and maybe you're having sex once a week or maybe you forget to have sex or maybe you need to sex schedule. Like Things are different when you get into these serious relationships and we kind of stop flirting with our partners the way that we do in the beginning. 
But these are my tips for how you're going to flirt and stay flirty in a long-term relationship, okay? The first one, date like you just started dating again. Remember those things that you used to do. Like when you first start dating someone, you're going on a lot of dates. Like you want to see the world with them. You can go, you're allowed to go to the movies. You're allowed to check out a new restaurant. You can go mini golfing with your boyfriend of three years. You do not need to only go mini golfing on a third date. Mini couples are allowed to mini golf. Like, I think we forget these things. Like, you can rent a tennis racket and go play tennis on a Saturday on the West Side Highway with your boyfriend. It doesn't have to be like, oh, we've been dating for three years, so now we just sit in bed and watch Law and Order. Okay, like, yes, because I do that with my boyfriend all the time. But also, like, we can go on dates. We can take a little weekend trip. We're allowed to date like we just started dating. I think, like, getting back to that, like, because I feel like when you just start dating, you're like, let's go to this restaurant. I want to show you here. Let's go see this movie together. Let's go see this concert, blah, blah, blah. And then you just, like, run out of steam. Reignite it. Date like you just started dating again. Another one is have each partner switch off. So make, like, Friday your date night and each partner has a Friday. So like maybe I'm the first Friday. I have to plan the date for Avery and surprise him with everything. And then the next Friday, it's his turn. It's a really fun way to reignite things. Okay. The fun card games. We talk about these all the time. We're not really strangers. Let's fucking fuck. Let's fucking date. Um, there's so many. There's just so many couple card games. Play them. Get deep. Get funky. Get frisky. Get out of your own way. Like you guys as a team are allowed to date like you just started dating. Um, but I have some examples of also like flirty little things that you can say and do that might like ignite that passion again. The first one works for almost anybody in a relationship or not. You just tell the person I had a dream about you last night. They ask, really? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, what was it about? And just say something sexy. Be like, well, we were naked or like, well, we're in bed or like, it was so hot. Like, I just can't even tell you like what it was about because like, I'd rather show you something like that. There's nothing stopping you from saying that to your three year boyfriend of three years, right? Like, okay, just because you feel like you guys aren't like as sexually impassioned as you were when you first started dating doesn't mean you can't say that. Okay. You can also recall really good sex that you've had. Like if you've had really good sex recently or like if you're like, oh, remember when we like had sex on the patio, like when we rented out that ski house, like in the heated blanket, like just give them a reminder of like something that was really hot and passionate that you did, right? Like go there with them. You can always say like, I just showered. I just shaved. I just changed my sheets. They're clean. All those things are really good. You can send them a picture of something that you're eating or just like that you made or cooked and be like, share with me with like a little suggestive face. A flirty photo that's not a nude goes a long way, like looking really hot in a selfie. If you go buy like a vibrator or a sex toy, sending them a picture of that flirty Flirty photos that aren't nudes go a really, 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 really long way. And then one, I don't want to make this episode about sex because it's about flirting, but one little dirty talk thing that I think is really good is to ask them to explain everything that they're going to do to you or if you're in the moment, everything they are doing to you. So if they're if you're not in the moment, ask them to explain every step that they're going to take, what everything they're going to do to you the next time they see you. Or if you are in person, ask them and you're about to have sex, or you're having sex, ask them to walk you through everything they're going to do to you while they're doing it. It's super hot. I think they'll think it's really hot. Okay. Amazing. Now I have some questions that you guys asked. The first one, how to find out when someone's single. You can usually catch a vibe. Um, but if you can't, I would try to source from people that know them, people around them. Have your friend ask their friend, like, yo, does he have a girlfriend? Does she have a girlfriend? Does he have a boyfriend? Do they have a partner? Try to touch their hand and see if they retract. Or simply ask, I think is really, really good. And I have a trick. You're going to play dumb and be like, 
Wait, didn't you have a girlfriend? I feel like you dated a girl that was in one of my classes. Like, I feel like you look familiar in that way. I might be mistaking you for someone, but I don't know if I am. Play dumb. It works so well because then they're either going to be like, no, or they're going to be like, yeah. And then you find out and it's not just like forward. Like, do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? You know what I mean? Try to play dumb like that. That's really good. Okay. Next one, finding out if somebody reciprocates. So I don't like that if they wanted to, they would as much as I like if they wanted to, they could. Because I think in general, with men specifically, if they wanted to, they definitely would. I know some people are shy. Some people are awkward. Sometimes people can't catch a vibe. But it's more so like if they wanted to, they could because sometimes they want to and they don't for whatever reason. So I like to reframe it as if they wanted to, they could do it. They could ask you out. They could talk to you. I think if you're being forward with somebody and they're not reciprocating at all, you kind of know. Um, Always use their friends. Ask their friends. Have your friends ask their friends. And finally, just straight up ask. Listen, you would much, 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 much rather be rejected and let it sting than be ghosted or be strung along. Because that that's wasting your time versus getting a little burn, right? So just straight up ask. Be like, I'm just like curious. Like, I'm really into you. Like, do you see this going anywhere? That's such a casual question. Like, keep flirting casual. 2022. Okay. How to make them leave with you when you're out. Making out is the best way. Initiating making out. But you can't make out with someone at 10 p.m. at the bar, Right. Let it be like 1130 <laughs> earliest, you know what I mean? So it's like a normal time for them to want to leave because I feel like people like to stay at the bar with their friends for like at least an hour and a half, maybe closer to like two, three hours. Um, kind of gauge what the rest of their night's looking like. Like, listen, if you're a guy and you're hooking up with a girl or you want to hook up with a girl that's at a bachelorette party, she's on a bar crawl. So she's not leaving right now, but you could get her phone number. I would always try to get the person's phone number before you start like I don't know, trying to like get them to leave with you because you don't know what their agenda is. Could be their birthday and you have no idea because they hadn't told you yet. And they could have a whole thing planned. They could have a post game plan. They could have a visitor, right? So whatever. Um, ask, like, you want to get out of here? That's what I would always say. They say no, that's their loss. Okay. There's other people that would say yes. And they're just saving you from that eventual heartbreak or whatever. Now, This is the biggest mantra that I had in college that I followed. I followed this very strictly in college. If there was somebody that I wanted to hook up with on a night out, prominently my senior year because I was single and there was like, you know, I was seeing a guy and I I would want to go and I would want to hook up with him on a night out, but I wouldn't know if our paths would cross or that was going to make sense. Allie and I had a mantra that either we both ended up with our sneaky links or we got a pizza. To me, that is a win and a win. Either I am going to my sneaky links or I'm eating a pizza with my best friend. And sometimes I would choose the pizza with my best friend and we would choose it. And other times we would be like, all right, we're having fun. We're loving this night. We're going to keep it going. We're going to go see these guys. Sometimes we would go see the guys and then we would come back and eat a pizza. There's a photo of me at 4 a.m. We, we joked that it was brunch coming home from a guy's house with a pizza to eat a pizza with my friends. It's a man or a pizza. It's a girl or a pizza. It's a person or a pizza. Okay, that's it. That's win-win it doesn't have to be like oh i didn't hook up with him last night it was a failure of a night bitch you had a pizza you did your skincare routine you got in bed your bed you made a fun memory with your friend that's better if anything so that's the mantra okay if you're shy people are asking about that use your body language you're not obligated to use your words for everything if you have trouble flirting verbally use your body language use a wing woman or a wingman 
that's equally as good as you putting yourself on the line, having your friend help you do it. Like that's what friends are for. Um, And also just let the person that you're talking to know where you're at. If you struggle with flirting and you're seeing somebody or you're hooking up with someone to be like, I want to flirt with you so bad, but I'm a little shy. Like, or I'm just a quiet person and I struggle with flirting. Like the right person is going to be like, that's so fine with me. Like, I hope that you feel comfortable with me and and you want to open up. Like, I think you have to remember that it's okay to be shy. And like, if that's your personality, like no one's asking you to go balls to the wall like I do using my voice. Like you can use your body language. Just try to remind yourself to look open when you're talking to somebody and like channel yourself toward them instead of like crossing your arms and putting your shoulders in and being away from them. You know what I mean? Okay. Let's see. Is he flirting or is he just nice? All right. One, does he act this way toward everybody? Because then he's probably just nice. There are plenty of people I know that act a very flirtatious way toward everybody. Gauge how he acts toward your friends. If he's saying anything super sexual that's overtly sexual, it's probably flirtatious. If he's texting you one-on-one a lot, flirty. If you didn't start as friends, definitely flirty. If you did start as friends, but he doesn't text any of your other friends that much, likely flirty. Body language. If he's open toward you, and his arms are like pushed back and he's touching you and he's giving you energy opposed to like arms crossed, hands on the hips, kind of like looking closed off. But you can always put the gas on for two seconds and then let it off and see what happens. Make a super flirty comment or touch his arm or do something super flirty and then immediately pull it back so it's not weird if he doesn't reciprocate or it's not the right vibe. Okay. Non-obvious flirtatious conversations for dates. I'm proud of these ones. I think they're really good. If you're kissing somebody on a date, I think a really good thing to say is pull away slightly and say, you're a really good kisser. Or like, has anyone ever told you like the best kisser? But say it like to their lips. Don't pull away enough that they're watching you say it. If anything, they're just watching your mouth say it. Say it like in between the makeout. That one's really good. Non-obvious flirty compliments. So telling somebody that you love their laugh, that you love their like dimple, that you love their shirt for some specific reason, not just like you look great tonight. That's a cop out. OK. On a later date, if you've been seeing them for a couple and you're not like fully dating it, but you want to flirt, saying something like, oh, my God, I've been waiting to see you to tell you the story. Like you waited to see them in person to tell them a story. That's flirtatious inherently because it shows that you wanted to see them in person, that you were biding your time, that you weren't going to tell them over text or over FaceTime because you wanted to see them in person to tell you. That one's great. If TV comes up on a first date, you can bring up a super sexual television show or like a TV show that you love that's kind of inherently sexual like Bridgerton. And maybe then that will lead to like a kind of flirty conversation. If you're following each other on Instagram to each other in person, you can be like, oh, you look really good here. You look so good there. You know, like point at the photo or another one. You could say to them if you haven't seen them in person in a bit and they Instagrammed in your time away, like you looked so hot in your Instagram picture. Bada bing, bada boom. Easy. They post it because they know they look hot. If they bring up some sort of event, you can say if you ever need a plus one. Flirty. We love it. Suggestive. Intonation of the voice. Um, Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. When you're making out with somebody and it looks like it's escalating and you're not going to have sex with them because you haven't had sex with them yet or whatever, you just don't want to. You're making out with them and in between making out, you don't fully stop. Again, you kind of say to their lips, like, just so you know, I'm not having sex with you tonight. That's hot. They're going to be like, what? Like, it's going to drive them crazy. That's a really good one. Okay. We love that. And you can have sex with them if you want to also. Remember that. Okay. What to say immediately after you get a guy's number in the bar. 
you could say, this is a funny one. Thank you. It might take me like three to five business days, but I'll definitely get back to you. And then just like walk away because you're in power. You're in control because you have his number. Always try to get his number instead of him getting yours. Unless, of course, you want to see if he texts you first. But it's kind of fun to be in power. That's a funny one. Another one is you get their phone number and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll call you so I so you have my number or I'll text you so you have my number. And you don't text them Eli. You text some like super sexy manic pixie dream girl that you met at Niagara on a hot steamy Wednesday night. Like that's funny. Like be funny, be playful with it. Or you could just say thanks and like walk away and be blunt. Okay. There are a lot of different ways that you can do it. A better way to say I can't wait to have sex with you. Um, instead of just saying like, oh, I can't wait to have sex with you. Number one, ask them, what are you going to do to me the next time you see me? Um, or what I said before, walk me through everything you're going to do to me next time you see me. I've been thinking a lot about last Saturday. I've been thinking a lot about what we talked about. I've been thinking a lot about the last time we saw each other. I've been thinking a lot about this morning, things like that, that allude to that you've been thinking about having sex with them. I was up last night thinking about our sex. It was so good. And then the last one, just send a selfie, a really suggestive selfie. I think that they're even more powerful than nudes. Suggestive selfie being like, thinking of you, hot, everybody loves it. It's great. Okay. The last question that you guys had, probably not the last one, but the last one I chose to talk about, texting styles and people being strong textures and weak textures and everything. People have different texting styles. And I think that as you get post-grad, you're going to realize, especially with older guys, especially if you're now, ages like 26 to 30 plus, you you don't text like people that are under the age of 26 currently in this moment do. Um, so just definitely take that with a grain of salt. I would definitely have conversations about your texting style. If someone texts a lot and you don't fuck with that and you don't like that, okay, you don't have to. Somebody texts barely at all and you want to text a lot, like you have to have conversations about this. It doesn't really say anything about the future of your relationship. Other than that, you might be really different people, which is totally okay. You are allowed to be different than somebody that you're seeing that is okay as long as you guys can reach a compromise. I text way more than Avery does. My job is my phone. My life is my phone. He does not text. Like literally the only people he texts in a day are like me and his friend group chat and that's it. Maybe not even a friend group chat, maybe just me some days. I knew that going in because we had a conversation about it. Would it be nice to text somebody all day? Maybe, but I think it makes our time spent in person a little better because we can be flirty in person, which I don't know. I really like being flirty with one another in person. Like I think it's more fun than being flirty over the phone. Okay. I think that's everything on the flirting and advancing and making the first move front. As I was making this, I realized that we have so much more to discuss in this space, but I think that the moral of the story and what we've come to is that you have to just go for it and you have to ask yourself in every life situation, but especially in these, what is my worst case scenario? Because typically your worst case scenario will be they don't want to hook up with you. They don't want your phone number. They don't want to get to know you. And there are plenty of other people that do. So truly what they're doing is just freeing you from the possibility possibility of them hurting you down the line or ghosting you or convincing you there's someone that they're not. You never know. They're not right for you. That's the worst case. And that's really not so bad. If anything, that's just putting you on the path that you're supposed to be on. Flirting is supposed to be fun. It's okay if you get nervous, but remember who cares attitude. Remember conscious thoughts, subconscious actions. That's our mantra. Who cares spring? You're going to be great. If you use any of my tips and tricks and they work, let me know because I would love a little bit of endorsement in that in that respect to know that my flirting tips are helping you flirt and be like hot and sexy and have a great time when you're out. Use your friends, use your resources. It's going to be great. I love you guys so much. I will 
Talk to you next week when I'm back from Michigan graduation. As always, if you need anything, you can always reach out to me. Bump me on the DMs. Please follow along with my Michigan content. I think it's going to be super fun. Stay tuned for the name of the book. I'm so excited. And I'm sending you big love and a hug. Please just take it easy on yourself. I know it can be tough getting into those summer months and FOMO and all that stuff. But I love you very much. And I will see you next week. Bye, guys.